laugh at this next part. In a world of political correctness and cancel culture, two comedians have risen up to prove that with the right angle, anything can be funny. This is You Can't Laugh at That. Who writes these? Huh? We should have this person locked up and looked at. Live from Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, it's Steve Mers and David Horning on this week's episode. Bill Squire, Cleveland comedian. You can find all five of his albums on Spotify and iTunes and Pandora and Amazon. And his newest release, Bam Bam, is in collaboration with Helium Comedy Records coming July 23rd, 2021. Bill has been seen on Comedy Central. He was a regular cast member on the YouTube series Man in the Box with Mike Polk Jr., and you can listen to his podcast, The Bill Squire Show, on the iHeartRadio Network. Hey, this is David from You Can't Laugh at That. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Facebook and on Twitter at You Can't Laugh Pod. Make sure you go to GoldenOxStudio.com if you're interested in learning how to record a podcast at Golden Ox Studio. Jeremy also works remotely, so if you are not in the Cleveland area, you can still get your podcast recorded and edited by the very talented Mr. Jeremy Demery. That being said, make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod if you would like any and all bonus footage from each episode of this podcast. Pretty soon they're going to be worth something someday. For $5 a month, you'll get up to at least a half hour of bonus footage. He's got to get all those little bits out, man. That's your role. I'm being very professional. We all want to get our bits out. so mm-hmm. And that's why we do this podcast. And that's why we do it, yeah. <laughs> and this podcast is You Can't Laugh at That, the podcast where we take topics that aren't funny and we prove that they are funny by bringing on comedians who have done just that. And the comedian that we are speaking with today is Cleveland's own Bill Squire. What's up, Bill? Not much. Uh, I, li- I like this concept. I also like the idea of, like, you know, there's always the way of looking at things like, oh, you're not supposed to talk about that because it's controversial. But I like, you know, you can't laugh at that because it's so boring and taking something that's really boring and turning it into something funny. Like that's kind of the, like now that this album's done, that's kind of the, the topics I'm going after is boring stuff and trying to make it funny. And like, at like, you know, almost make it dark and make it like, like, well, how do you make that joke about pasta sauce? Also about vengeance. <laughs> I really okay. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll like the bit a lot. Like once I, I'm fleshing it out. It's still pretty new, but okay. it's a it's a bit that eventually will be be out there. But it's uh, basically like the, I had the the joke about the pasta sauce first, but then I like layered it into the story of getting revenge on somebody. Sounds like yeah. a Godfather. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, got, it's got some of that to it, man. It's got some of that to it. There's like an accordion playing in the yeah, background, yeah. yeah. But uh, and, and that's that's kind of what I I mean. That's one of the things that I love about comedy is is you can take any topic and there's if if it's a well constructed bit, there's mm-hmm. a theme that underlies the whole bit, right? Um, that's beyond just that thing. So, yeah. um, in you know baptisms here, you make you know you question a societal norm and you provide like 
supporting details. It's a really, really well-structured argument. Thank you very much. Uh, it's one of my favorite bits that I've ever written, and I think it's uh, just it, it's because it says so much without attacking anything. Right. So, like the, the way I laid it out is like I'm not tr- attacking boomers a little bit, but uh, like the overall. I'm able to get across the silliness of these rituals without having to say this is all dumb shit, right? Like right. I, 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 I'm like standing on their side with them, like you know, preaching to the choir, but at the same time saying stuff to the choir doesn't necessarily really agree with, but they they're nodding their head because like I never thought of it like that, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of a, a way I like to attack certain subjects like religion or you know race or anything like that where where you can you're going to say things like that are con- you're you're talking about controversial subjects but you are doing it in a way that is is going to make the people that would get mad laugh mm-hmm. and the and then the other people that they're like oh he's talking about religion he's like saying how silly baptism is I'm like yeah exactly <laughs> it's very silly it's a very silly idea right it, yeah. it's, it, it feels just like a like an Im- a improv group just took it to the nth degree you're right. dunking a baby yeah yeah you just gotta it, put that baby in the water double dip just for a minute yeah. just a, and what is that supposed to do to the baby uh cleans it of it What's in a metaphorical way? (laughs) (laughs) So if it's a metaphorical cleansing, why do they need to do a physical cleansing? (laughs) You are cleansed. Can't we just yeah? Can't we just say you are cleansed? (laughs) Like yeah. Good yeah. baby. You're, do, you're doing a good job. You're, you're, you're a sinless baby right there. Yeah, everything yeah. checks oh, out. Oh, look at that baby. Now you got you got original sin, and then boom, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Snap of the fingers. Right. Yeah. Right. But they're, they're, yeah, they like the ceremonies and stuff too. Yeah. They like to you know they they they're all for 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 that pomp and circumstance. I mean, I I enjoy a good ceremony myself. Really? Yeah. I'm not much of a ceremony person because they're usually so goddamn boring. Well, I like to come up with my own. I'd rather do that because... An original ceremony is great, but like repetitive ones, like that's why, like, I just went to my son's, he just graduated high school and like, of course I'm proud of him, but the ceremony was boring and he didn't want to be there either. Mm. And like the only reason he's there is because you're supposed to go to stuff like that and I'm just like like the whole day I'm like if you don't want to go just say you have anxiety (laughs) I won't make you go I don't (laughs) care and he's like oh but mom's gonna be mad if I don't go I'm like I'll deal with your mom (laughs) let's just have a nice Sunday and then when we got there the back to no air conditioner the air conditioning was broken so it was fucking miserable even worse than it had been like so he's like man I should have listened to you I'm like yeah always listen to your dad I'm on your side man I'm on your side yeah every year for Christmas and and Easter um, my parents you know expect us to go to church Mm -hmm. and uh, and so and do you do it I do, but I do it my own way. Okay. So a couple of years ago for Christmas, I dressed up for Easter. So I wore this like brightly colored <laughs> suit and like, I wore this like straw. Like I went thrifting and I just yeah. got the most ridiculous outfit. And then uh, the next year I wore like a sparkly red jacket, like, like, to Easter? like a game show to Christmas. Oh, to Christmas. Okay. Um, I don't remember it's, if I did anything for okay. Easter. 
So, but you'll, so you'll do it. I'm usually hung up. You'll just do it for Christmas, and it's usually just to. And you, but you make it your own. Yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. it's tradition. It's yeah. my tradition. Yeah. I'm, I'm interjecting my tradition upon their tradition, and, but I'm, without that. taking away from their tradition. Right. I, yeah. I, I, like, I feel like I'm adding to it. Yeah. You know, because um, well, I'm, I'm not and disruptive, they, and they just, probably at this point appreciate it to a certain degree. They're like, okay. He's there. He's not being a dick, but he's going to wear something silly. Yeah. And that's not the end of the world. Yeah. And and the, the point that I've made is because they're worried about their image. You know, oh, we're going to see people there that we know. What are mm-hmm. they going to think? It's like, they're going to think they should have done something similar. Because it's, it's Well, fun. definitely how you should approach going to church. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> you should definitely approach church with like, what are they going to think about me? At this place where we're supposed to be acting like Jesus Christ and learning about Jesus Christ, I'm at, it's Catholic. Yes. Right? So you, you, you definitely want to go in there and be like, ooh, what are the people, not God, not Jesus. <laughs> exactly. What are the people in the, the church going to think? And that's and that's one of the things that makes me, me crazy about religion is because so much of it is just placating those you know people in your in your uh, congregation or whatever right it's all, it's a status thing yeah and it, it, I mean it always has been um, but but now that, I think there was a time when it wasn't as much about status and it was genuine fear yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they didn't have any they didn't know how to read yet shit was fucked up yeah, yeah shit was yeah, fucked. shit was pretty fucked there was a plague and stuff like you know and they're like oh this church thing seems to be pretty nice yeah let's go into the night we get to go in a nice building once a week hope we get, yeah <laughs> hope yeah <laughs> like we, we get to go in carrot. nice we get to go into nice buildings all the time we live in nice buildings yeah. but like you gotta think back to like times when people were living in squalor and then they're like but once a week we get to go into that nice building. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. They tell us what to think, yeah. and that's great because we don't do that all week. We're not allowed to. Yeah. And also, we we don't understand. We don't have any information, so it's just all hearsay. And then this guy's got a bunch of nice clothes on, a big hat. <laughs> seems like seems like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He got that big hat from someone, right? The bigger the hat, the smart, the bigger the brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's a brain? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a good point. You know, that's where these ceremonies came from. It's like they they picked the least creative people to run the world. Yeah, I mean, they picked, but you know what I mean. Um, well, I think they're incredibly creative people to run that run the world, but they they use their creativity for some pretty uh, you know controlling purposes mm. to like put things into place. And that's you know, as far as religion goes, I I, I don't know. If there's a God, I don't know what any of that stuff. I I I, I don't. I, I used to be pretty steadfast, and I don't know. But I think there is a something that created everything. I just don't think it's a creator that's involved. Yeah, that's that's seems like the the mo, more logical version to me, where something cr- something or someone created life somehow. I don't know if it was on purpose or accident, but they did it, and now we're here. And we don't really, they, they don't have any investment in us other than maybe they go, oh, they still, they're, they're still going, huh? Yeah. yeah so, uh, I'd, I'd cut back on some of that, uh, you know, using all the resources thing, but <laughs> overall, it seems like they're doing okay for now. For now. For now. Yeah, we, we mold stories to our understanding of our physical world. So if yeah. we were balls of energy in a bottomless void, like God would be a ball of energy in a mm-hmm. topless void or whatever, you know? It's, 
Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk comedy. Uh, Haven't we been? Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk the structure. Let's talk. um, So introduce uh, this this particular bit kind of uh, or this clip I guess okay, I, so I should say like uh, this is a, about baptism it's just the I like to keep the titles of the tracks as simple as possible so if somebody goes what was that bit it was about baptism and they search baptism it's gonna show up mm-hmm. I don't need it to be like overly clever and like there are some comics that do it that way, and it drives me crazy. Like Kyle Kinane, one of my favorite comics, but he has a whole album, and everything's like ingredients mm-hmm. for a sandwich. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't remember which ingredient this was. Yeah, that I, of the bit that I really liked. Tosh does something similar yeah. with, with his. Too. I think he just does the number of the track. Yeah, or at least on one of them. Or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but. So anyway, that. baptism is is the the topic, and it's basically. Uh, it's right after a chunk about me being raised Mormon and going on a Mormon mission, and then I get into like trying to relate Mormonism to a broader sense of Christianity because everybody thinks Mormonism is not a Christian church, but it is. It's very similar to most Christian churches. They have some things that go the other direction, but overall, it's it's a you know it's got all the same bones of like the Catholic Church or uh, any Protestant church, really. Right, right. They just added a few things. So. I mean, it's just like Islam, where they just added things. Right, <laughs> right, right. Christianity, <laughs> yeah. they just added things and mm-hmm. and so on, and it's just going to keep going. Scientology, they just they took it to space. Well, they took it. <laughs> hey, don't discount the Mormons. They went. They got plenty <laughs> they of space too. in there. Yeah, there's plenty of space. You get your own planet. They call. There's a place called Kolob. There's all sorts of space stuff in the Mormon Church. So Scientology took what was first Star Trek, and then Scientology came in. And we're like, we're Star Wars. Yeah, kind of. We're we're yeah. The the Mormon Church is definitely the, but it's not like space travel. It's just it, they acknowledge space. Mm. So, all right, let's let's hit it, Jeremy. A lot of people don't even know that the Mormon church is a Christian church. The actual name of the church has the word Christ in it. It's called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And when I was a kid, I didn't really like going to church. And I was also kind of dumb. So I was like, I don't really like church, but Latter-day sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) But they do a lot of stuff that other churches do. Like they do baptism. Right? A lot of churches are like, Catholics, you guys do baptism. You just do it at a different time. Like when Catholics do it when you're a baby, right? You take the baby, get its head a little bit wet, baby's good to go. (laughs) And now they're putting Catholic baptisms on like the internet, on TikTok and stuff. And there's two kinds. There's good ones. And then there's ones that don't go so well. (laughs) The good ones are like, it's like a smooth young priest and he baptize the baby like a cool way like he's already got his chips but the guac just came out and he's excited just like yeah <laughs> it's got a nice little act down on yeah. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are okay I like the ones where things go a little wrong <laughs> where it's oh, an shit. older priest and he you know <laughs> he's trying to baptize the baby and then he fumbles it a little bit and it's just like <laughs> And I always comment the same thing. I'm like, whew, that priest didn't touch that kid enough. 
But Mormons decided to do baptism too. They're like, oh, we're going to do baptism too. But they decided you have to wait for the age of accountability. And they decided the age of accountability, we do this all the time in our society, by the way, age of accountability. You get a certain responsibility that goes with a certain age. So like 18 or 16, you can drive a car. 18, you can join the armed forces. 21, you can drink alcohol. I think we should switch those around a little bit. I think 16, drive a car. 18, drink alcohol. And 65, you can join the armed forces. Uh, All those boomers, they're like, I love America. Prove it. I was at that You'll put your thing. life on the line without a mask, so go do it for the country. <laughs> so Mormons said, oh, we do uh, age of accountability for baptism. They decided that the age of accountability for baptism is eight years old, which makes sense. Because obviously, by the time you're eight years old, you know enough about the world <laughs> to choose the eternal destination of your immortal soul. Your own body just barely started trusting you with teeth. (laughs) Go ahead, get baptized. All right? I don't know why they don't follow what happened in the actual Bible. How old was Jesus when he got baptized? Like 30 years old. That makes sense because the whole symbolism behind baptism is to wash away sin. And when you're a baby and you're eight, you don't have any sin. But when you're 30? (laughs) I don't care what you believe. You go down in that water, you come out, and you're like, I needed that. That was nice. I don't even know. I just, I just liked it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this bit. Um, what, what inspired you to start uh, writing it? Like, when was? Is this something you've been working on for a while, or is this? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been tinkering with this bit for probably seven or eight years, okay. and it was just one of those ones that. Uh, at first, I just couldn't even get it to work. It just it, nothing about it worked. Uh, and then I, I figured out some of the beats of it. And but the overall idea was the age of accountability was something I was always taught about in the Mormon Church. So I just thought, just thought that was such a strange way of presenting something because that you know when I'm a little kid, there it makes me feel cool. I'm like, oh, age of account, eight years old. I'm finally able to get baptized. And like, you get the ceremony. It's like a big day for you. And then as you get older, you're like, wait, why was I getting baptized? I didn't know anything about anything. (laughs) And they're saying this age is the occasion, like age of accountability in that like situation is like, oh, now your sins count. Like what the (laughs) fuck? That's a lot. Like that's a lot to put on an eight year old. Mm-hmm. And like, especially when you, it's not like they're like, all right, here's how the world works. They're like, here's how we tell you the world. Like they're not giving you all the information to make it so that you can make these decisions. And it's really uh, crazy to, to put that much responsibility on an eight year old and then veil it as something that's like, it's your choice. I mean, you don't have to get baptized today. Like there's, there's no kid that's in a, religion that is eight years old and is like 
good because I don't really know where I'm going yet. You know, I don't really know enough about the, all the other religions to make a decision about joining this one. Right, right. Puts out a cigarette. Yeah, like, yeah. That's that's kind of an absurd thing, and and calling out this this age of accountability thing, I mm-hmm. think, is uh, and you you package it really nicely. You, yeah. you give it the the cheese around it to to make well, the pill easier and, to and that's, that's what I figured out because just jumping into it without giving the context of other religions and that's why like I went with the the uh, Catholic version because it's an even almost more absurd to just go well this baby's got to get baptized and this is you know like the baby has no choice in it mm-hmm. and they're just like well but you know it's our baby so we want to make sure it gets baptized and saved because if it doesn't get saved then the way I used to do it I kind of changed it to, to like keep it so that I could do it on a clean comedy channel on Sirius. Because mm-hmm. the original way I did it, uh, very funny, but uh, it wasn't necessarily, cl- it was a little too dark. I'd say, like, talk about how, like, the reason they baptize babies is because they can't get into heaven if they die. And that's a really dark thing to just be mm-hmm. like, oh, this our baby died and it didn't get uh, baptized, so it's just sitting in purgatory forever. Ugh. And just and so the bit that I would do is like, oh, hey, baby, is your like <laughs> basically? There's a lot of places in the world where there's babies that don't get baptized and they die. So I just imagine Jesus at the gates of heaven, like, hey, baby, is your head a little bit wet? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing? What about you, baby? Your head wet? No. Nope. <laughs> Was that a Chinese baby? <laughs> I know you're just like way. kicking all the babies out of there, and so I mean it's funny, but too dark for, mm-hmm. for what I was trying to go uh, for on this album. There is that version of it on a different album, but uh, this album is designed to be like played on clean comedy channels. Right, right. I like the idea of Jesus just paper footballing babies. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the the way I do, it's like I do like kicks. Yeah. So like it's not it's a nice visual to go along with it with the the microphone. Yeah, it, especially when you do it in, a, in the right venue, where it just like reverberates of like <laughs> you, you you just kicked a baby and it's just like like the whole crowd can basically see the trajectory of it in their mind. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> You're part of this joke now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this exactly. is audience participation. I spiral on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> end over end. <laughs> uh, I like to see that in the uh, the elements at Brown Studio. Yes, so that. So th- there's all those aspects of it, and then like the most logical place to take it was to challenge what these other religions are doing with what actually happened for Jesus, who was baptized by a guy named John the Baptist. So like he's the guy when it comes to baptism, and then you guys are taking his playbook and his directions and changing it all around so you can brainwash your, wash your kids into being a part of your religion instead of giving them actual choice in the matter and so that's why i think it's a nice way of commenting on religion and showing the absurdity of it and how much they change things to to fit their stuff without actually just walking into that and then you find i found you know a few other places in here to put other silly situations in place you know the, the boomer thing with the joining the army uh the the, the latter days, which is just a, a dumb throwaway joke, but I really love that one because I was as a kid. I didn't know. I didn't know that we like the whole idea is that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints is, which is what the Mormon Church is, is the church that is been put in place so that the world can end, 
And that's another thing. Like when you're a little kid and you're like, what? <laughs> These are the last days? I just got here. Yeah. But before I knew what, you know, that context was, I was just like, oh, ladders. <laughs> Whenever I go up a ladder, there's usually something fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like on a roof or I'm in a tree house or I'm on by a, in a slide. Like, it's half of my favorite board game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's funny. I mean, you you remember when you were like four or five years old, and your parents told you that you sinned. That's scary as hell. You right. could go to hell. Yeah, like I, I remember like the five. first time, here, like using the word shit, and my mom, like it's like interrogating, like where'd you learn that word? And I heard it from a neighborhood kid. She's like, don't use that word. That's a bad word. I'm like, there's bad words. <laughs> like that's that blew my mind. I didn't know there was bad words, and so then it became like. Intriguing. I'm like, I got to find out the rest of the bad words. And that, that was like my whole, like once I started in kindergarten, I learned all the bad words because there was kids that had older brothers and sisters that told them the words. So, mm-hmm. Don't say this stuff. And so I remember one day walking home from school, just screaming fucking dick and stuff like that with my friend. Yeah. Because uh, it was like, we could. There's nobody around to stop us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I, yep. I remember my first time saying bad words. And they weren't even bad words. Yeah. Just biological to fart and penis. Yeah. I marched into my parents' house, like yeah. from preschool, just learned them. Yeah. Proud of myself. <laughs> First two words out of my mouth. My parents had some friends over, and I think they were more embarrassed than anything. Right. I don't know why. Fart penis. Just it's first so thing. And Especially all of a sudden, I had like, dial soap in my mouth. Yeah. That, that horning kid sure has the lexicon, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what are his parents teaching him? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Steve? What? You remember your first thing? Oh, yeah. That's why I started laughing, because I remember in first grade, I everybody was lined up after recess to, like, go in, and me and Ian were going back and forth, and he was like, he said something to me, and then it got really quiet, and I was like, you ass, and then everybody got like, (gasps) and I went straight to the principal's office, you know, and then that was, like, traumatic for me, because I was, like, crying my ass off, and then... And then in third grade, I got in trouble for, like, just going crazy with it with my friends. And, like, we had, like, a an intervention with the teachers. <laughs> it's so funny how serious it was when really none of it fucking matters. No, it didn't matter. No, it's no, like, arbitrary it's things. Cut down, cut, you know, just not, not here. Yeah. 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 I think uh, you do introduce the bit uh, really well, the latter day. Mm-hmm. It kind of introduces them. I don't know how deep into your set we are. Uh, this is about halfway. Okay. So, but, okay. and I, like I said, I just got done with a chunk about growing up Mormon and going on a Mormon mission. So this is my transition into like, like that's very much relatable only through like knowing that I was in a strict religion and I was doing things that you weren't supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So now in this bit, I'm very much trying to relate that like my religious upbringing was more similar to what you experienced than you think. Mm -hmm. And uh, that it also hasn't like, you know, made me like so bitter that I like have to just completely shit on religion but I do like to analyze it and and try to understand it Mm -hmm. and 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 again like it's more about you know and this is something we get into on the Alan Cox show from time to time is like I learned a lot of good things from the Mormon church but I was able to separate those things from the dogmatic ritual and the you know weird beliefs that they have mm-hmm. be like oh I'm gonna be all these good things just because it makes me happy not for any like eternal reward or anything like that but just because I think I should like I just like I like being nice to people yeah it's a good thing to do yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and no no reason to bring yeah. God into this. Let's talk about dopamine and yeah. oxytocin. Yeah, right. Like, you know, there's there's biological reasoning and knowing for that being others kind. experience life the way you do. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't yes. Feel yeah. pain and so right. Exactly. And then also, uh, let's not call dopamine and oxytocin the spirit, the Holy Spirit that. Your body's full of the Holy Spirit when you do what's right. Like, fucking come on. It's, not, it's just biological chemicals. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Mm-hmm. That, that almost, For survival. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. But the Holy Spirit. Oh, no. Yeah. He's, Holy he's leaking the Holy Ghost. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was another thing. I used to have a bit, part of that bit where I talked about how my grandma gave me a key. And it said, like, because... So when they when they baptize you in the Mormon Church, they do a confirmation right after, which I think is similar to the Catholic Church, but that's later down the road, right? So you do the mm-hmm. the confirmation when you're like what ten or fourteen. 14? Was, I remember it was eighth grade. Okay, okay. So when you, once you do that confirmation <laughs> or your first communion, whatever it is, it's so, too many. <laughs> yeah. So so the Mormons do it like back to back. You get baptized and then you get confirmed, and after you, I got all that done. My grandma gave me a key and inscribed on it. It said Holy Ghost. I was like, cool. I got this key. And I just tried to open anything I could with it. <laughs> and it didn't open anything. And I go, oh, uh, you know, all these years later, I think we're like, what a perfect metaphor. Yeah. This is worthless. <laughs> you gave me nothing. <laughs> Did she even explain it? She was just like, here. Yeah, she was trying to explain like the symbolism uh-huh. of it. And I was just like, but it doesn't open anything. So, and she's like, yeah, but that's not the point. I'm like, well, to me, I. I I'm eight years old. I have a tactile object that could open something. I feel like you could have extended the metaphor and had it open some sort of like safe or something for mm-hmm. me. And I could have put, you know, my journal in there. But, you know, you just went for a fucking engraved key that doesn't even open anything. Where do I keep it? Did you, yeah. Was there like a, like a stick? I, there- I lost it that same day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, it was like, it was in like a, like a clamshell box yeah. and she gave me that. And then I set it down somewhere and I don't think I ever saw it again. Yeah. Cause it's like, I'm again, eight years old, not responsible enough to have a key. <laughs> <laughs> even if it That's doesn't, the symbolism. Yeah, <laughs> even if it doesn't have uh, any, uh, like it doesn't open anything. Just I, my possessions were all in my house, and if I didn't have that possession with me, and now if it was something I cared about, I would have kept it with me all day. But I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there was like a, a reception afterwards, basically, so we got to have like food and punch and cake and stuff like that. So I was, I set it down, and my mom might have brought it home. It might be with my stuff somewhere down. Like I just don't know. Yeah, because I never thought about it really again, like as something I cared about. Mm-hmm. That. So the this the oh, the introduction to the bit it kind of plays into the naive, naivety of being eight, mm-hmm. um, but it also kind of plays into like a very likable. Um, I mean, you're eight years old. You're yeah. dumb. You you know yeah. we're dumb at eight. Yeah, <laughs> we're still dumb now. Like in the scheme of things, we're all stupid, mm-hmm. um, and we're trying. We're doing our best with it, but we're never going to have all the information. Right. So we're just perpetually dumb. Right. And, Which is why, like, I don't understand why people like to play as if they have information when they don't and it, it's it's very frustrating to me like when someone's like well that's why you have faith and stuff like that I'm like well faith doesn't do anything for me faith faith like what you call faith is really just it just really aggravates me and, and gives me anxiety like saying that you know these things because of faith makes me just feel like you're lying to yourself mm-hmm. 
And so that, that doesn't give me any comfort whatsoever. Because mm-hmm. especially as I learn more, I'm more, like my faith is just continually, whatever I did have faith in, is just continually shattered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like stripped down. Mm-hmm. So when people go like, oh, faith, having faith is a good thing. I'm like, no, you, you, you're talking about like ignorance is bliss. Yeah. That's not faith. That's yeah. that's just hiding your head in a hole, ostrich style to to keep from having to come to the realization that we don't really know. No, nope. I'm okay with accepting that we don't know. Yeah. Right, right. You know, as as kids, you learn that grown ups have the answers, and if you yeah. keep asking questions, that's why we you know we yeah. got in trouble for asking questions. Yeah, right. Uh, they don't have the answers yeah. because or ask Jesus. <laughs> if anything made me not become slowly not religious over my life over my like teenage years mm-hmm. was just people's poor like weak shit that they came yeah. with. Yeah. It's like you're making this worse, not better. <laughs> well, and it's it's that like, it's that weak shit, and then you finding something goes. Well, that makes more sense than what I've been told this whole time. Yeah. Like uh, the movie Dogma played a really big part in me, just like realizing that oh, I should be thinking for myself. It's not like I saw that movie and was like oh, Kevin Smith's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's it's like who I should follow. But, right, it, right, right. It, but it, in a way, is like okay, well, he's looking at this stuff from a different point of view and kind of turning it on its ear to make you go okay. So this is you know. A movie that's largely about the Catholic Church, and it's it's just really twisting, more untwisting what they've twisted into a way of become becoming like a prominent superpower on the planet, mm-hmm. and just kind of going like, no, it's not that complicated. It's really let's you know, it's more basic stuff. Right, right. The basic, be kind. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want that to happen to you? No, don't do it to somebody else. Right. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, because they have nerves too. Yeah, in the brain. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, humans. We have a we have a tendency to complicate things. You know, right. reality is just. Yeah. I mean, human beings were just a bunch of kids in the backyard who are making up a game as we go. And People that don't have the answers have a lot of yeah. shit to explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they keep they keep adding on. It's like you're making this more complicated. Stop. <laughs> and, and that's that's like what usually happens is like I'm like okay, so ex- explain this part of it, and then it's just like. It gets to the point where it's like, yeah, I don't know. Just leave me, like, yeah. stop answering. And it's and it's not just with like, really, it's the astrology people. It's the you know, it's it's any of that stuff where like I I I like had to get out of a relationship because I was in a relationship with someone that thoroughly believed and then kept preaching to me that astrology is like the universe has this plan for us and, and is, you know, wants us to go in this direction. I'm like, universe doesn't know who we are. Yeah. The universe doesn't know about a uh, leap year. Like we, <laughs> like we, we, ha- we don't, we're so bad at being on this planet that we have to add a day every four years because we couldn't get time right. And so the, the universe doesn't compensate for that. And so when you're trying to line up the stars and see all these things, like get a, like we don't know anything about those stars to assume, and it's very egotistical to think that the universe has a plan for each and every person, and that your plan's so good, like compared to other people. Like, what the fuck happened to them? That they they get these third world plans, and we're in the first world. Like, that's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, it's a bunch of Scorpios in yeah. Guatemala, right? Exactly. <laughs> Or Mercury's in retrograde, or yes, and, and everybody's got the same things like, oh, you're creative and passionate, and don't be like being told what to do. Oh, you must be a human. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basic human nature. Yes, exactly. We're, there's there's not one person that like if you go, well, do you feel like you're a creative person? They're gonna go, not me. Everybody feels like they're they're th- those those basic things that they play on. I mean, they're they just re. It's all synonyms when they explain all the signs. Like, oh, you're passionate. Oh, you're stubborn. I'm like, well, isn't that just the same kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Isn't passion just refusing to quit and being stubborn, refusing to quit? Like it's kind of, hmm. <laughs> it's like hmm. it's, we're walking down the same path here, right? Yeah, right. Just, well, once you, you you add a title to something or mm-hmm. fit it into a box to make it a little bit to make it more, it's easier to explain right. that way. Or yeah. you know, I'm, I I'm just like uh, I'm really, uh, and, and then they use those same. Signs, and that's when I really get upset is to explain their flaws or explain why their partner has flaws. Like, well, I can't be with a Scorpio because I've done that a few times. And like on the radio show, Mary's like, well, how come I've always dated guys that are, you know, born in like September or October? Like, because statistically, that's when the most people are born (laughs) because people have sex around New Year's and then or Valentine's Day. So there's a huge influx of people. Being born in November and October, cabin fever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah. So that's when that's no. when people fuck in the winter, yeah, and then they have babies in the fall, yeah. And that's that's how uh, things happen in America. So yeah, yeah so that that it's really just a numbers game, and also you haven't dated the thousands of people you need to date to really understand how to do like a, a test. You have circumstantial evidence. You haven't actually done. Real research, yeah, it's a, it's a very small sample size. Exactly, there'd be like seventy five percent of people yeah. uh, say that they don't like their jobs in this poll of five people. Right, it's like <laughs> okay, and they, they all work at the same job. Like <laughs> you know, it's you can't you can't draw from that. And plus, another another um, part to add to that is that you know once you decide these things, now you're looking for all the evidence why that's true. Yes, and kind of similar how like when I hear my bits. All I hear are the flaws mm-hmm. because that's what my brain is like. Oh, people are going to hate this because it's you know all you hear are these things that I don't even want to mention because I don't want people to think about them. But it doesn't, and I have to pull myself back. And be like, okay, it's not what that's not how they're experiencing. Yeah, it. yeah no, they haven't heard this twelve times. Right, they haven't like gone through this. You know, in in listened to it, it, it so many times and looked for those things. They're they're listening. To the words, they're not listening to the you know the production of it like you had to. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, and it's the same thing where like once they start seeing those signs, they absolutely take those as oh, this is how things work. There is there is a plan for me because I you know I every time I look at the clock, it's this time, and it's just it's crazy. I can't I can't explain it, but it, it it's it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've looked at the clock eighty-seven times right. today. Yeah, it's exactly. Gonna, it's, a, yeah. it's gonna show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, I used to do that. Three oh three. It was like it means something, right? Nah, man. It's it's fun to think that, mm-hmm. and you know. And, maybe, and again, when you keep it in the realm of fun, I'm okay with that. But when you start using it to guide your life and and keep you from improving flaws about yourself and just being like well of course I'm, I'm i'm a taurus so you know i i get to be a shithead some for, for whatever reason they justify that mm-hmm. 
Mm, that's obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not yeah. Not the fundies though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't want fundies. No. What are fundies? Fundamentalists. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fundies are bad. Yeah. Fundies. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay, where are but, we at? I mean, I that's that <laughs> it, it's it's true to this bit. It's true to the to the topic that you're bringing up. I mean, you're not, you're inter, you're introducing this the the fact that baptism is a concept, yeah. it's a construct that we come up with, right? Um, and just like you know, I can change what it means to go to church. Uh, mm-hmm. We can change the ceremony of baptism. We can change what it means. We can change when we do it. Yeah. Um, and you introduce that in a way by introducing yourself, first of all, dumb kid Bill. So we're seeing yeah. this kind of through dumb kid Bill's eyes a little bit. Right. Um, I don't know if you intentionally planted it there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's to be like, if I'm dumb and I can, th- then surely you can follow along. Yeah. And that's why I like kind of breadcrumbing it out, especially with the, the reveal of like the, the, the you know, eight years old you're just barely being trusted with teeth so like mm-hmm. our bodies yeah. like evolution said this is how <laughs> humans are going to, to go and at eight years old you've lost some teeth you have some permanent teeth uh but you're you're not completely done yet mm-hmm. uh but even though your your body is you're not in puberty you are just starting to get some teeth that you're supposed to have for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and you're asking someone that's that early in their development to understand an eternal decision you're you're presenting this as an eternal decision something that it's going to affect you for eternity at eight years old <laughs> yeah that's a lot <laughs> that's so much uh, and, and i love how you 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 you, you know it, eight years old makes sense hook them yeah. with trauma yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes, yeah makes sense right you know obviously by the time you're eight years old you don't know about the world Right, and that pause yeah. there to let the audience kind of fill in that gap, yeah. where it's like, oh yeah, no, that is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, you 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 talk about like baptisms on TikTok now, like just the the arbit- out there, yeah. yeah. It, it it's up there with you know what else, uh, pregnancy photos and mm-hmm. engagement pictures and all these yeah. and gender reveals, gender reveals, and all that stuff, just all these new ceremonies that were that were developing mm-hmm. to be like, oh, well, we we saw data, we had we have to one up them, and then. You start getting to a point where you're doing these ceremonies that are <laughs> burning down fields and killing people because you just had to uh, one up your neighbor and say like, "Oh, you think your big explosion to t- tell everybody you're going to have a daughter was cool? Well, check this one out. I don't have a mom anymore. <laughs> so, who's are you going to remember? Yeah. <laughs> Mine made national, international news because there was a human that died. Yeah, sure, mom died, yeah. but we got clout. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all these shares. Look at yeah. all these. Yeah, 25 million views on TikTok, and it's only been up for two days. Would you get 125 <laughs> likes? <laughs> get out of here. Um, the I like the I like the baptism videos that go a little bit wrong. Yeah, don't we all? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, don't we? Uh, why do you think America's funniest videos the thing? Right, like, and I don't like, I don't want to see a baby get hurt, but you, I've definitely seen probably a dozen of those videos where the priest is trying to dunk the baby, and then like. Fully submerses it, like drops mm-hmm. it in the little pool, and then the mom's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's, and it's fun to watch people in that moment where they're supposed to be like cool and like reverent, be like completely stressed out and mad at the person that they're supposed to be like worshiping. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe if I get invited to a baptism, I'll dress like a lifeguard. <laughs> You're just giving me an idea, Bill. <laughs> Have the witch twirl the whistle around my finger the whole time. <laughs> what did that baby last eat? 
<laughs> Look, I know so, it's an adult swim. <laughs> oh man, that's a sketch. That, you, should shoot, you should shoot that. Church that's lifeguard. That's baptism lifeguard. Brilliant. It's a sketch. I'll make that real life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. Especially if it's somewhere I'm not going to go back. Okay, so no stakes. We want to we want to use your church, but we're gonna put uh, a lifeguard chair thingy in the back, and I don't know if you're. Okay. There's a church Sorry. that yeah, yeah they yeah. need the money uh, yeah. <laughs> right we'll, we'll give uh, five hundred bucks what do you want yeah what do you want we'll be in and out we'll be in and out uh, we'll ha- we'll That's have to talk so to good. the couple first yeah <laughs> um. <laughs> who's got a baby they want to baptize a few t- different takes <laughs> <laughs> listen they're gonna be so drenched with yeah. the Holy Spirit well that's not even a Holy Spirit they need, Holy water yeah. right right Holy water Holy Spirits when yeah. you get confirmed. Um, so you're <laughs> when the priest fumbles it. Obviously, there's an act out there with a the microphone. Yeah, and I just do like a little, like just kind of slap it around a little bit, and uh, um, that that was a fun one to kind of figure out. Yeah, and just kind of get you know because like I said, I used to do the the kicking the babies, mm-hmm. and so it still has an element of darkness that I enjoy, especially because the tag after that, excuse me, <laughs> uh, the tag after that is about you know priest molestation but without without going all the way there again letting like this bit has a lot like the audience has to do some work like they 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 have to fill in some of the gaps Mm -hmm. because i don't play it all you know i don't explain all the sins that you have when you're 30 i just just understand like by the time we're 30 we've done we've done a lot of living right so it makes sense to and and same with that that whole aspect is you you know when you just leave the comment to, oh, the priest didn't touch that kid enough. Everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about, but I didn't have to completely spell it out. But also everybody agrees with you, yeah. like in the context that you're using no, it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, he's right. The yeah. priest should have touched the kid more. <laughs> they have to say that to themselves <laughs> in their head. And then there's the laugh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that, that incongruity going yeah. on up here. Like, I know I shouldn't be laughing, yeah. but he's right. He is right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I love that joke. So that's one where it's, it's, like, it's such a good joke <laughs> because there's so many layers to it because you're like, you're giving the audience the credit to to figure, to it, figure out it out and yeah. not be offended, right? By throwing in like the little slapstick of the yeah. fumbling of the baby, right, and, right, right. And starting it off with like a kind of a nice one with the the yeah. chip dip thing, which also has a nice little act out on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I really yeah, the first time I listened to it, I was like, maybe there's a visual aspect. Yeah, and then I listened to it again, and I was like, that's. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just yeah, imagine how excited you are when you finally get your guac, and you're just like, yes. <laughs> did that initially come with the act out when you when you first did it? Uh, so it it did, but it just was it was kind of clunky. Mm-hmm. But then like once I got the rhythm of it and like got the like, so I do like a big sweeping like step and dip, so it's like really over the top mm. uh, for like how you would you know you wouldn't really dunk a baby that way unless you were trying to make a viral video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Little Cirque du Soleil yeah. baptism, right? <laughs> um, we accidentally uh, baptized all of our terrorists at, at Guantanamo. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, they were they they needed it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they did. They had a lot of sense. They had a lot of sense. I like how you could just write it off. It's yeah. just like you know what? Uh, I know I. God, like what, whatever Sawyer did. You, it's like filing bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I guess I don't know this money now yeah, that, yeah, I, that yeah. I screwed up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess these sins are forgiven. All those people that died. Oh, you forgive me, right? I'm baptized, I'm baptized now. Baptized, yeah. You can't laugh at that. 
Today's episode of You Can't Laugh at That is brought to you by Water Cooler Comedy. Water Cooler Comedy helps teams develop their sense of humor so that you can connect deeper, collaborate better, become more creative, and have fun doing it. Because why shouldn't work be the time and place to laugh? And these are all skills that we need now more than ever in today's changing state of work. As leaders try to find new ways to be innovative and to adapt to uncertainty and to be creative in the face of change, humor is actually a skill that workers can develop to be better at their jobs and to connect deeper with their teams. It's a skill, which means it takes practice. And that's where water cooler comedy comes into play. Whether you're looking for a motivational keynote, a training workshop that brings people together, webinars, consulting, coaching, and certified classes, check us out at watercoolercomedy.org. Watercooler Comedy makes work the time and place to laugh so that you look forward to clocking in on Monday morning just as much as getting that first drink on Friday night. can't laugh at that. The age of accountability thing, too, diving into that, introducing, you know, Mormon baptism is at the age of eight. Uh, and then you introduce the societal yes. um, the, the, the construct. So no matter what religion you are, you can... You can dial in on it right. and be like, okay, I, I get what he's talking about with, you know, driving at 16, joining the armed forces at 18, drinking at 21. <laughs> and that one took a while to figure out how to, like, kind of switch everything around mm-hmm. and so eventually I found the the I, like I play with you and I'm like oh well, let's let's you know, let's mess with old people a little bit because I feel like they're the ones that you know are the biggest proponents of age of accountability but mm-hmm. they don't have any all they get are discounts when they get older mm-hmm. so why why not put some responsibility on them with that age of you know you, you have all this wisdom you have all the you know all this wealth now when you're 65 in most cases in America. Yeah. So uh, you you love talking about how much you love the troops. Go be a troop again, mm-hmm. you know, for the, or be a troop for the first time. Uh, you know, especially for that younger boober age, you know, they weren't really in the wars. Mm-hmm. Like they, some of them might have been in Vietnam, but like like my dad is 67 and he didn't he didn't do any of that stuff. Right. So right, I yeah. feel like there's a lot of, you know, they they knew a lot of people older than them that were in wars, but they weren't. And so they kind of got like a, you know, and again, I know there were some that were, but I feel like they, they got more of a pass than the generations in front of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Silent generation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. Yeah, silent generation in the gold, golden era, what are they called? The greatest generation. The greatest generation. The greatest generation. Oh, that's ballsy. That's so ballsy. <laughs> Not even I mean, a great generation. The greatest. The, you're never going to top us. Mm-hmm. Look what we did. We, I mean, do the do they call the the Germans? Do they call the generation? They're the greatest generation. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> and also, Subjective. it's it's weird that it went from like these like nicknames to. Then it's like, and then there's Generation X. It's like that's that's all you got for them. You right. had the silent generation. You had the boomers. You know, and then Gen X. Like you can't. We ran out of ideas. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and that just kind of carried on. Like Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, and like Gen Y. I guess got the millennial thing because mm-hmm. of you know that. But it's it's really. I feel like Gen X and Gen Z are getting screwed. Mm-hmm. Like they're not getting great. Uh, 
no, representation. No, no, they're they're brand they got any, like, and also I love how within those like those generations all become a monolith to us. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really like the not even like the newest form, but it's like you know it's just a new way to completely disregard people without right. any just put them in categories. Yeah, like oh, you're a boomer. I know what you are. Yeah, go complain to a manager. Yeah, like, exactly. Mm. It's super unfair. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's still fun to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it is. We've all I try not to. Yeah, because we, yeah, we all resort to it. And we there all are see tendencies. It. And right. there are tendencies. And, yeah, there are. There not, are en- not enough to ostracize people, though, you know? But enough to joke about. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's, again, like, I don't actually want, I don't want there to be people that... <laughs> Join the army at sixty five to try and prove me. That, right. Oh, take that bill! I'm fucking. I'm sixty five. <laughs> I'm getting in the army. I'm going to st- protect your rights. How you feel about that? Huh, that's a very noble thing to do. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm fighting for one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's again, that's another arbitrary uh, conflict that was created over like arbitrary borders and mm-hmm. you know all these all these things that we we preach as gospel that are just like causing so much destruction and damage. Yeah. And so yeah, call them out. Right. Call them out. Make people laugh at them. Yeah. Always. Because it's, it's, I wish there was some sort of modern version of that we could talk about, like maybe someplace in like the Middle East. Mm. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like, mm. there, but there's nothing. There's nothing right now we no. can talk about that would be comparable. No, we didn't just talk about that. We didn't. Yeah, actually, we just had Sammy Obeyed on and uh, we talked about uh, the, oh, yeah. the conflict. Oh, I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough about it, but I, I know that it's pretty fucked up yeah like it's really you know it's another arbitrary thing where it's like we could live together or how about this you're different from me and i hate you yeah Uh, based on what oh past transgressions that have nothing to do with you and i don't even really know or understand but i just know that this is how things have been for a long time so i'm sticking with it Right, and and honestly, it would be easy for me to buy your melons from you, yeah. um, but I hate you, so I'm going to go out of my way and inconvenience myself yeah. uh, to buy from somebody that that agrees with me. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, I can't wait to kill you, <laughs> <laughs> or for my government yeah, too. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, either way, I'll yeah. be cheering for it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way that that's setting humankind <laughs> back decades every time a oh, bomb gee. is dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah. um, and and that's why and that's why I love topics like this because even though it's not like you're not overtly attacking it you're questioning it in a right. way that gets people on board with yeah. your side of the story without like telling them what to think mm-hmm. and, um, and letting them see, like you know it's it's a bit that revolves around critical thinking mm-hmm. and that's kind of my favorite kind of comedy where mm-hmm. it's like I'm going to present you with an idea that is very basic and that we all accept as uh, just something that you know is normal like baptism and then you dig into it and go there's nothing normal about this it makes no sense it didn't even if it was that important jesus would have been baptized when he was a baby but he wasn't he was 30 mm-hmm. and then also he didn't say everybody has to get baptized i don't think like i think it was just like do what i say yeah or like well, not not even that. Just, yeah, you know. he's he's a be cool. Yeah, Jesus was pretty much the be cool guy, and then they really just yeah. twisted it all around. Yeah, he was the be cool guy uh, in a world filled with people who weren't cool. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's still the world we live in. Yeah, where there's a lot of people like, hey, let's just be cool, and there's a lot of people like, 
but they're different, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And I was taught that we're supposed to hit like just the term "good Samaritan" is kind of hilarious to me because the whole idea is that that like the reason it's a good Samaritan is because they were all looked at as Samaritans are trash and they're garbage and we're, we're racist against Samaritans. So now it's become like, oh, he's a good Samaritan. When it's like, oh, the point of that story is not that he's the one good Samaritan. It's that Samaritans are good. It's it, like you don't have to have right. like, like when it comes to, to a, per, a person is good if you, you know, give them a chance to be. But when you're constantly attacking them, they're not going to be good. Right. Again, looking for all the details, supporting details. Right, yeah. You know, I, I like how the, you know, the, the Liz Cheney, she's the good Republican. Right. It's like, now, now by saying that, you're implying that all of them are bad. You're not even giving them a chance to, like, yeah. be human. I mean, that's a, I don't know, that's a fine example. It's as bad but, as it's ever been, but they're still not all bad. Right, right exactly. Right, right, you know, you go to, I mean, I was just in Alabama, um, a, about a month ago, and in the back of my head, I have this preconceived notion based off of the fact I've never mm-hmm. been to Alabama. Um, but everybody that I met there was great. Yeah, and you know, I mean, well, and that's why they get so bent out of shape when people are like, "Oh, you know, the people shit on Alabama, or they shit on Republicans." But like, no, well, we're good people. Like, yeah, but the people in charge of you are not it's the loud ones. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're you know, there's there's a lot of, but also. You're good people until we talk about like a gay person having rights, and then you're like, mm, I don't know about that, like you know. And so, so there's there's limits to your 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 acceptance, and that's kind of the problem, right? It's, and and this is this is like a bit too that can you know somebody who's like. I love baptisms. I, got, I don't go to baptisms even though I don't know the kids. Yeah. They're my favorite thing. Like, yeah. this is something. Well, that, I'm still that not can, saying, like, don't, you can't go to, like, I'm yeah. saying, but doesn't it make sense if they do it a little bit later? Right. And doesn't it make sense to actually think about why you're doing it? And doesn't it make sense to uh, just, you know, really kind of think about why, why we're doing everything that we're doing and not just blindly accept all these things? Because I get called a sheeple all the time. By listeners to our radio show because I listen to people that know more than me, but I also take the time to pay attention to why I should listen to those people, mm-hmm. and I don't just blindly go, "Well, a doctor said get a shot. I'll get the shot now." You they know, use reason too. It's not yeah. just a blind. Like, right, people exactly. Don't even care about this. No, shit. the the reason. Yes, exactly. Reasoning <laughs> and, and critical thinking, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like that's that's why it's so. Uh, frustrating to see people that can be very reasonable in certain like mm-hmm. situations but because of certain words or certain phrases they go mm, no i don't oh, like yeah. that trigger mm-hmm. words yep mm-hmm. yeah you can give them a bunch of dots to connect yeah. and everybody could get a snowman but if they're if they insist it's a reindeer yeah. and they're they skip half the dots like right. to them i still connected dots like Here, here's a really good example of the dissonance it's when people are like, I hate fact checkers. It's like, have you ever just gone in there and seen how they just literally prove it to you with evidence and yeah. everything? No, I never look in there. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, right. You're a fucking you moron. Fact checkers? I don't know why, but I don't like them. You ever like think maybe I'll just check and see if they're right or not yeah. and see what reasoning they use? Oh, that's like something I'll do. Like, I'll, uh, and they go, well, I went to this website and I checked and like, oh, that was, but that's got a liberal. But it's like, no, just, just read it. It's just, just, there is some stuff that is just fact yeah. and stuff that is made up. And, and there's, you know, spin put on things and just mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. Facts do the spin not have is real. An agenda. The spin, there is yeah. spin, but right. there's almost always in an article or something. There's yeah. always 
some sort of trail to the actual living, like something you could visit and yeah. see for yourself, yeah. it, for instance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, so the follow-up bit to this one is kind of the other side of the coin. So it starts with religion and being, you know, I'm, I'm talking about kind of deconstructing religion a little bit. And then I go into science and I say, well, I don't like science either. Mm-hmm. But I do. I believe in it. It's just mean. Yeah. Like, because science really doesn't care about your feelings. Like, you know, the arbitrary nature of religion is always changing and and kind of like going with these rituals or you know Hmm. trying to fit into a, a church or whatever it is. But when it comes to science. It's just the way it is mm-hmm. because, you know, and, and I start with, you know, as being a fat person, when you're a fat person, science is mean to you. <laughs> and, like, it's it's just, it's tough. Yeah. Like, I, I have stretch marks on my body. That's science happening to my body. <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. So, it's it, it kind of takes that whole, like, okay, so is he just the guy that bashes religion? But, uh, no, I'll, I'll take an objective look at science, too, and tell you why I don't like that. But I'm not going to say it's not real. It's very real. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it hurts my feelings more because uh, I, I have a friend that has a diet that's similar to mine, but he's skinny because he's got Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's right. Yeah. So, so there's, you know, a, a different way of looking at science instead of just trying to shove it down people's throats and be like, well, science is fact, so you have to go with it. But it's like, it, it is. But it still sucks sometimes that science is the way it is. Yeah, but if we listen to it, it's you know it it does guide us in the right direction of how to survive situations. Mm-hmm. Right, I trust science a lot more than than religion because it continually checks itself. Yeah, it continually like tries to be proven wrong. Right, and we learn faster. We learn more mm-hmm. when we can say, you know what, I don't have the answers. If I'm yeah. presented with new information. I'm down to listen. Yeah. If it just changed all the time, that would be bad. But it changes and it constantly improves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's a good thing. Right. Like proving more. Right. It's, it's not like it goes away. It's not mm-hmm. like we're like, well, we had gravity for a while. And then <laughs> something happened. Right. Yeah. right. And then people would be like, I mean, they're like, oh, if gravity's real, then how come there's no gravity in space? Like, it, it, there's parts of it that, that, that go into gravity being a thing. Gravity is not everywhere. Gravity is. Uh, is physics happening to us on this planet? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to explain gravitational waves to them. Yeah, um, it's a it's an argument that you've structured really well too, because now you provide this counterpoint. Mm-hmm. This like, see, I'm on your side. Yeah, even if you disagree with with my, right. my first point, I'm saying so. it still feels good. Yeah, it still feels good to right. to you know go through some ceremonies and and feel like you've washed away a sin or whatever it is Mm -hmm. to, to to have some sort of ceremony of forgiveness. It feels good, especially when you're older and you, you have awareness of having done things wrong. Mm -hmm. You're actually consciously thinking of the things that you've done, not just like, Oh, I like ate too much dessert. I I stole a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some dumb shit like that. Like, like, Oh man, I cheated on that girl and cheated on that girl and cheated on that girl. Wow. Well, let's get in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> text him like, hey, just got baptized. And then Peter's like, whistle. No jumping. 
Okay, it's the horse playing there. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work if you create a wake. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, man. Um, it's it, And two, you're, you make, I mean, your third big point of, uh, of Jesus got baptized at 30. If we're going to take the Bible literally. Yeah. Here it is, right here. Right. It's not. There's. It's not even open to interpretation. This yeah. is what happened. That's what he did. Yeah. So why don't we do what he did? We always. I mean, there's a whole movement based on what, what Jesus yeah. do, and he would get baptized at thirty. So by the guy that you know, I didn't bring this up in a bit, but like John the Baptist is the one that baptized him. So mm-hmm. like. Who even was that guy? Like, he just baptized people? Yep, he popped in, baptized Jesus, got his head lopped off, and that was it. Yeah. That was it. Got beheaded for it. Yeah. So, so hey, man, you gave that guy a bath. Did you get a permit? <laughs> I don't know why the Romans have that accent, but that's probably, what we're going with. Probably because, do you think it's because it was kind of gay? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, pretty Greek of you. Yeah, yeah that was pretty Greek to just dunk, dunk another man underwater and get them all. And they, they also probably did it naked. Sure. Like back then, right? They're they're doing things like that naked. So. Right. My entire wardrobe is soaked, yeah. like in one. So let's just say Jesus yeah. got gay baptized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Jesus can get gay baptized, people should be able to get gay married. Exactly. <laughs> That's a stance that I stand. By. I mean, it checks out. I mean, he was close with his mother. His best friend was a ex prostitute. Yeah. And he that traveled he around with twelve men. In like the middle of the woods, yeah. so I'm saying, did Jesus get crucified because he was gay, and then they spun the story? Maybe. And they're like, no, man, he's that's our hero. That's our. He can still be your hero. Yeah, that's he our still, guy. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I, and like you said, you know, I did I, I did learn a lot from from growing up Catholic too. Yeah. But again, it's just you know you have to be able to question mm-hmm. things. You become and, a well-rounded person that way, and, and I think be able to separate those things, and then also like the it's it's twofold though, because as much as they did good, there's a lot of things that really fucked me up too, mm-hmm. where you know like all the shame that was placed on me, like it, you, you never you you say that Jesus forgives sins, but like you guys hold grudges like motherfuckers, mm-hmm. like you really don't like stop telling me all the things that I'm doing bad all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it really just makes everything that is shameful seem like the the end of the world for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. It's this is the worst thing. Yeah. How how what would your grandmother think? Like right. Just, yeah. Like, why are you shaming me with her? Like she mm-hmm. didn't she's not the judge. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's not even with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um and and that's the thing too is I love deconstructing religion in that way you know I, I have the joke about how I go you know when I go to a wedding and get surprised with church I'm still gonna like put my all into church but then I find out they change the responses yeah so they want me to respond but then they change responses I don't even get a script yeah but I'm still gonna go all in on this thing and, and like <laughs> you know I, I felt a lot of judgment when yeah. I was holding up my phone shazamming the song so I'm gonna like they didn't tell me what the song was. I just they just started singing it. Yeah, you didn't like tell me it was gonna be a remix. Right, uh, right. This is <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and you know, it's just a, it's just it's a fun look at it. Yeah, it doesn't hurt anybody. Right. Um, because to like one of the my favorite ways to write is to exaggerate what I would do. Like right, create exactly. hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, if if I were to go to church and really put my all into this, like mm-hmm. what would I do? Well. 
um, all right, it's Southern Baptist Church. You can just shout out whatever you want. What if I did that in Catholic Church? What yeah. would I shout out? And then I try different, you know, yeah. different things. And, and the one that I had landed on was, all right, every time the priest <laughs> mentions Virgin Mary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, all right, say it once, fine. I'm not saying anything. Say it a second time, I'm starting to ask mm-hmm. questions. Say it a third time. Like, I mean, all right. accomplish anything else. It's just basically the Matthew McConaughey amen. <laughs> yeah, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man if he had a church and that's the thing is anybody can really start a, a mm-hmm. religion unless you're just, I mean I've you know. thought about it I've, I, on my podcast I came up with like an idea for an afterlife and everything that okay. like and it's basically uh, like it's a groundhog day type situation but you are not aware of like every day's a reset okay but every day you, you're coming back and it's a Saturday and just a good Saturday that you're living in like the prime of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and you, you can jump around in time. But again, you're not aware of these. Like it, you just you wake up in the morning and you do some stuff. And like, you know, you, you might have to run some errands. But it's like fun errands that you would do on a Saturday. You know, I go grocery shop for the week. I gotta I'm gonna have a barbecue tonight, so I'm gonna get some steaks and marinate them and all that stuff. And then like or like maybe you're going to a concert that night. But it's it's that every day and that's like your eternal reward is just having like like good days every day but like you don't remember you don't remember them so it never gets old Mm -hmm. so it just feels like this you know kind of blissful existence Mm. I'm I'm signed up for that every day would be the movie super bad for me there you go (laughs) but that's what it is wait you just go see super bad no no no, (laughs) it's the movie super bad it plays out like that just over and over there you go. All right. For which character? I don't know. McLovin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> That's he, the first one I could think of. A different character every time. Bill uh, Hader, cop. Yeah. One, yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah. one day you're him, one day you're McLovin, one day, like, because, I mean, they all kind of have a good day when it's like, but it's not, it's not 100% good start to finish, but there's, you know, it's an exciting, fun day. Right. All the way through. Yeah. So. Where's the, it's way more fun when things mess up along the way. Yeah. You need a little bit, together. you need a little bit of conflict. You need a little bit of, you know, so there's a little bit of resolution but it's nothing it's nothing huge it's something that's going to get resolved within that day so you you go to bed at night feeling like yeah I did it like a fake ID or something yeah Yeah. (laughs) what if we're already living that like what if our whole lives are like that and then when we We die die. we wake up day one again and don't remember it that'd be great I'd be totally fine with that it's already and, and it's okay because like we don't know that and, and like right. and that that's similar to the the movie uh, defending your life with Albert Brooks who you ever seen that Mm-mm. so that's, it mm-hmm. came out like I want to say like 89 or 90 and basically it's a play on like reincarnation and you when you die you go in front of like a judge and you have a lawyer and the lawyer is like presenting your but then there's prosecution too, and so they're like, "This is why he shouldn't get to move on to the next life." Mm-hmm. And you know, you get to go to heaven if you, they do a good job and defend your life. But if you do a bad, you know, they can't defend your existence on earth. You have to go back and try again. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool concept. It's a fun movie. Yeah, that's a fun playground. That's yeah. a fun sandbox to play in. Yeah, for I sure. Agree. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you could literally do anything, and, and yeah. no one can challenge it. Right, and it's similar to like a good place or anything. Like that's that's right. such a great show about like it's a silly comedy that really has a lot of deep thoughts about morals and ethics and existence and what it truly means to be a good person. It's it's really just a brilliantly 
uh, laid out show in just rife with fart jokes at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's packaged in a way that, yeah. that makes it palatable because if it becomes preachy, people don't watch. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to hear it. And that. it's not even just pre, like it's, they, they do it such a good job, like they're tricking you a lot mm-hmm. of times to like, be like, oh, I see what they did. There's, there's this theme through this whole, uh, arc on this, you know, this, these past five episodes. And it really just changed the way I, I looked at certain things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and then made me laugh while it was happening. Yeah, it was such an easy show to just plow through. Yeah, that's great. Did you have you seen it, Steve? What the Dead Place? Oh yeah, I haven't. Heard, I heard of that. I just don't. it's a great show. Yeah, Chris I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it is on Netflix. Yeah, definitely it's, worth it. My parents watch all these like garbage shows like you know it's all murder or they, yeah. they put on Fox News for an entire day and they're like the world is terrible and it's like you need to watch The Good Place yeah. like just yeah. just change just, what, yeah you're you're consuming like it's like man there's no good food but every day you go to the same shitty fast food mm-hmm. restaurant mm-hmm. which is not Wendy's because I have adver- they advertise with me yeah. so well, but, at least yeah. you go with the best one <laughs> <laughs> just just <laughs> Just want to clarify. Wendy's is great. Yeah. But the other ones, <laughs> But even, like, yeah, not even a name one, though, because, yeah. you know, what if they switch up my. But even if you get the same food every day, I mean, to yeah. me, that's just such a meaningless. Right. Or it's, it's, it's like saying, like, man, I don't like the way the world is today, but you're looking at the sidewalk and not the sky. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There's that, what's the old. Uh, the adage of you can't like how are you going to look at judge the sky, him? not the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, that was it. No, that was it. I don't it's know. The fish the bird one. one. Yeah, like yeah. you can't, you can't judge a fish for not being able to fly or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that even grass is always greener. That kind of shit. There's one way of doing things, but then there's an infinite number of other ways to yeah. do things, and it's like you can't judge your the entire world based off of your experience. Right. And just say, hey, this is this is the way I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Introduce like. Prove me otherwise. Right. I'm, I'm willing to listen. Um, and being baptized is one way that, uh, I mean, shit, I was, yeah, I don't, nobody, nobody remembers their baptism if you're baptized as a baby. Like, yeah, if you're a Catholic, yeah. Dave, do you have an age of accountability in Catholicism? Mm, all, every year is, is it, it felt like something new. Mm. First like, reconciliation. Age, age of consent. Yeah. yeah. That's all it that, is. That's what they need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Just yeah, put the shoe on the other yeah. foot. Yeah. <laughs> Does it stop? <laughs> do, who do priests go to confession to? <laughs> no, we just talk to God. No. Look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was baptism first, and then um, first reconciliation, which is where you like <laughs> sounds intense. Oh yeah, you you go into a little <laughs> closet with the priest, and you tell them all the things you did wrong, and then they tell you what prayers to say. And mm-hmm. at eight, they're little innocuous things. It's yeah. nothing like yeah, man, I. I Cut the I cut the neighbor girl eight times with a knife to see how it felt. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. <laughs> that that was a thing. And then communion was a few months later. And then reconciliation. And then what are the other ones? Matrimony. Uh, confirmation. Oh yeah, did I say reconciliation a second time? Yeah, yeah, confirmation. Yeah, um, you see how, yeah. yeah, confirmation. You just get a new name and the Holy Spirit inside <laughs> right. of you. You just throw another name onto your your name. Um, matrimony, and then. Uh, last rites, I think. Seventh, that's seven. Yeah, seventh sacrament. Oh my god, those what, are the, the seven is, traditions. So why do you get another name? 
it to prove that you're. I don't know. It's you have to pick the name of a saint that means oh, something okay. to you, and you have to go through like oh, okay. these so, workbooks and write all these essays as to what you know what it means to you to be part of the church and uh, how it's going to you know uh, impact your life moving forward gotcha. and, and so on. And and they really they really hammer the indoctrination home. Yeah. And like I understand why they do it because they were taught that mm-hmm. and they were taught that and right. it goes all the way back. And so you can't like. You can't chastise somebody for just doing what they know, um, but you can for refusing to learn something new. Right, and I think that's part of the problem I have with religion is uh, there's not a lot of updates unless they're <laughs> right. forced. Uh, and and so when it comes to that, and they go, well, we, we changed things because of it. And then when you actually look at like the Catholic Church and see how much stuff has changed over the 2,000 years of existence, they go, oh, you guys used to do some pretty, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you really dig into it. Mm-hmm. And, and same with the Mormon church, and like the version of the Mormon church that I was taught versus like what I've read and like listened to and like watched documentaries about it. I'm like, wow, these are wildly different. And uh, I don't think these people have any reason to lie about what was doing, but the Mormons have a lot of reasons to lie about oh, what yeah. they went through because they, they're trying to cast it as... You know, they're trying to spin it for their members to be like, hey, we're pretty good. Pretty good church here. What was the, the thing that you remember, like, sticking the most as far as, you know, like, lesson or, or whatever? Like a... Like a valuable life oh, lesson just, that, I that, mean, that you've kept. Golden rule is kind of what it comes down to for me. Just treat people how you want to be treated. And I feel like it's just such a simple thing. And it's it's wild to me how many people... Do not live their life that way. Mm. Because I think it's just, you know, so simple and and it makes me makes things easier for me because I go, even even if people don't treat me the way I want to be treated, I'm still gonna treat them the way I would want to be treated if someone was treating me that way. Right. So it's just go, okay, well I'm just not gonna, you know I'm just gonna basically ignore them. I'm not going to try and ruin their life. I'm not going to try and do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, I do have a joke about uh, <laughs> spaghetti sauce and revenge. But again, it's silliness. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's yeah, I think that's kind of like that that love one another kind of attitude. Like that, that true idea of trying to be like Jesus is just, uh, you know, I don't believe that he saved me from my sins or anything like that. But I, the, fundamentally, I think the idea of just, you know, turning the other cheek and, and you know, uh, plucking your eye out if you're lusting after, like, don't, you know, he he had some good, you know, he, he had some good lines, so why yeah, not, why not apply them? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he's a storyteller who had some good jokes in there. Yeah, the Beatitudes were pretty pretty solid. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I squint enough, I can kind of see that in some of these jokes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the, the, oh, you want, you want, these eighteen-year-olds to go fight wars. Yeah, why don't you go do that? Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. do yeah. unto others. Right, exactly. Um, so cool, man. Uh, if you were to give a bit of advice to somebody who is either going through the, the challenging of the their the indoctrinations that they've been put through, mm-hmm. um. What advice would you give them to like help them find the humor in what they're going through? Because I mean, shitty like teenagers, like yeah. twenty year olds, we're already we're already finding the funny stuff that's happening in church already. Yeah, but like, but like in a way that that is not. And, and there's a lot more in, indoctrination too. And I think sure. it's just to you you do have to question things, and you do have to you know understand that there's not absolute 
good or right or anything like that within humans because we're all so flawed. So, you know, when it comes to things like, I feel like it, there's going to be a generation of people that have been indoctrinized about like LGBTQ plus stuff and, and like make it, and, and I'm not saying they're going to, they're, they're just going to be brought up with the, all these. All- Please hold. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Thank you for your patience. And we're just wrapping up. Now, see, that's the thing. If <laughs> we talk all this shit about God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we back? Are we back? We, t- we talk all that shit about God, and nothing happens. We start talking about gay people, yeah. and then, boom, God's like, stop that. <laughs> you didn't hold long enough. We're still experiencing technical difficulties. Have some more patience. Okay. So anyway, what I would say is uh, to to deal with that indoctrination is just to, to question things and do research and then, you know, allow, allow the silliness to, to manifest to you on its own because it's all there, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Whatever the mm-hmm. indoctrination is, whether it's religious or social or societal, there is a silliness within it and you can just acknowledge it and understand that like, things things like that aren't absolute and they're you know they're con- constructs of people going along with something and it, it's silly mm. it can you be know? played with That's... yeah it can be played with it can be you know goofed on and it's you know there's there's no reason to let it destroy you when you can mm-hmm. joke about it mm-hmm. yeah. Steve Hmm. Anything you want to throw in? Uh, I can't. <laughs> you always get me on the spot. Like, I know. I, I forgot to do that last time. We'll have to edit one in. You, you put pressure on me because you're like anything very overarching and <laughs> philosophical. <laughs> and, and Wrap it up, Steve. Yeah. Say something that's going to bring it all home. Yeah. I better have an epiphany. Yeah. Blow my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, with that, Bill, uh, thanks for joining us. This is going to come out right around the end of July. So is there anything you might want to plug? Oh, yeah. I have a new album out called Bam Bam, which has this joke on it and many more. Uh, It's very funny. I'm very proud of it. And uh, I hope you would buy it. And then this fall, we're going to do a a vinyl release. So it's on all the different... uh, like streaming apps and, and like iTunes and Amazon and all that stuff. And then, uh, so, so stream it and buy it and then buy it again when it's on vinyl. And you, if you can't get enough of Bill, then you can always catch him on the Alan Cox show. And you've got two podcasts. Yes. I got Flicks and Bill, which I do kind of sporadically right now. And then, uh, the Bill Squire show, which is, I'm having a lot of fun doing that one. Yeah. Yeah, AJ's a great co-host. Yeah, we we have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun. We did. Uh, we had to break his episode up into two separate episodes. Oh, nice. Uh, just because he didn't have like anything to do, and yeah. and we were talking about murder. So oh, right yeah, up his alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one kind of went off the rails a little. Not off the. You know, it was just crazy. Bit. Yeah, I mean, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, we, that was episode twenty. We're we're deeper than, than <laughs> yeah. now. We've got it. We're experienced now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Bill, thanks for joining us and helping us prove that uh, no matter how many years of brainwashing, or if you want to call it that, or you want to call it indoctrination, or or, uh, forced education, (laughs) you can laugh at that. And podcast. Amen. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of You Can't Laugh at That. Make sure, if you haven't already, to rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast podcast platform you get your episodes of you can't laugh at that make sure you're subscribed make sure you share with your friends 
like us and follow us on social media. We're at You Can't Laugh at That on Facebook and You Can't Laugh Pod on Twitter. On Instagram, you can follow the David Horning. That is my personal Instagram account where I post any things you can't laugh at that that I don't post on Facebook or Twitter. Make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod. You'll get access to special bonus footage that we cut from the main episode because not not because it's bad, but because it just doesn't fit the theme of the episode. We want to keep these episodes within an hour and 20 minutes or so. Otherwise, we'd run the light big time. We don't want that. So make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod. $5 a month gets you access to all the bonus footage. $10 a month gets you access to you can't laugh at you can't laugh at that, which is a series that we will be starting in September of 2021, where we will go back through each one of our episodes and talk about what we've learned and how we've used some of that in our own comedy to prove that you can laugh at that. So, yeah, that's really it. Thanks again for listening to our episode, and we hope that you found a way to laugh at that.